360 degrees. High high, 360 degrees. High high, 360, 360, 360 degrees. Good evening and welcome to Full Circle. We are here uh, in the studio and we'll be talking with the Oakland International Film Festival, uh, which was started by Mr. David Roach. He's one of the co-founders back in early 2000s. Uh, David is a barrier native, has a clear vision of, of where the deficit of the black experience has existed for far too long. And as a result of that, over the past two decades, has created the Oakland International Film Festival and has annually provided a platform for innovation and creativity. So I am your host, Stevie G. Let's get into this and when we will bring you back with the Oakland International Film Festival. So welcome back to First Media's Full Circle. I'm your host, Stevie G. And tonight, again, we are going to talk about all things going on with the Oakland International Film Festival, which is happening between September 19th through the 24th of September. All throughout Oakland, many different venues, different platforms, different ways. And we're going to get into that very quickly. We're going to segue right into this with uh, Mr. David Roach, one of the co-founders. Welcome, David. How are you today, sir? Hey, very good, Brother Steve. How are you? Uh, doing just doing. well, man. Doing well. Hanging right. out in Oakland. I guess we're going to have to do the disclosure thing. Okay. We're, 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 we're Morehouse family, aren't we? So. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely, yes, definitely. definitely. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So the house. So. The house. Uh, with 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 that brotherhood yeah, and with yeah, the yeah. house and with that talk, yes. let's talk about a little bit about the Oakland uh, International Film Festival and just mm -hmm. briefly, just give me like a little little rundown, little history about how this got started. What made you see this as an opportunity to bring this perspective of film? Okay, so um, we made a film called Sydney Bird, Private Eye. My brother Paul wrote it and directed it, and the film. And my brother Mac uh, helped produce it, executive produce it. So it was a Roach, a Roach Approach Productions. I like and that. We Roach went, Approach yes, Productions. Roach, we shot it in San Francisco and Oakland. Okay. A, uh, feature film, um, comedy, um, had a political touch to it. And we, so we, after, so we put everything we had pretty much in making the film. And of course you make a film for people to see the film. And um, so once the film was complete, we uh, pursued different film festivals to have it, you know, screened. And, um, and when we were accepted to a few festivals, the experience was amazing because, you know, you have a festival that selects your film. That means you get a free screening. That means that people feel like the film has been validated because, it, you know, it's been accepted. And then they market it. You market it and tell everybody to come and see the film. And it really helps when you're trying to pursue distribution for your film. And so after attending a number of events like the Sundance Film Festival and festivals that Welcome does, 
we really wanted to bring that experience to Oakland. Um, you know, we also attempted to, we rented out different theaters of certain theaters and we, um, you know, tried to bring people just to come out and see the film, you know, and we had a pretty good success, right. but it was all on our dime and we were better filmmakers than we were promoters. You know <laughs> understood, I mean? understood. And so, um, so after that, it, you know, we started, but we started showing our film and then we would show a short film by somebody who worked on our cast or crew or somebody that we knew. And then we just started hosting these screenings and then we started doing screenings for Showtime with, uh, you know, American Black Film Festival. We were one of the cities and we started, you know, doing other events like that. And, and then we just said it was time to, um, one day crossing the bridge, it said, welcome to Oakland, same bridge that I crossed mi millions of times before uh, from San Francisco and being a part of their film festival. It was like, well, why, do, why don't we start one here in Oakland? Nice, mm -hmm. nice. And so tell me a little bit about, um, because uh, obviously it sounds like the Roach approach, mm -hmm. uh, you all seem to be very engaging and have a strong network. Mm -hmm. um, how did that start from its infancy in terms of? Hmm, that's a good, I mean, it was in those days we didn't have the, you know, the internet. Mm -hmm. We didn't have followers on Facebook or, you know, we were, uh, for the most part, um, at the time, you know, I was teaching, and uh, my brother Paul had worked on New Jack City. Wow. You know, and had, um, you know, a, a stage play that was called Telling It Like It Is that went on Nation Tour. And so, so through his film connections, to some extent, I say that was a part of it. Uh, Tony Dorsett, who's one of our production managers, he was kind of connected, not the football player. Oh, okay. Same name. <laughs> so you oh, like, wait. <laughs> right, right. So he was one of our, so he was like, he worked for a lot of these film, you know, companies when when, when things were happening here in the Bay Area, yeah. behind the scenes. And so, um, so because, you know, you work with filmmakers, um, I think through the grapevine in those days, we were pretty consistent and then we just start developing more connections with more filmmakers and over the years um, that has been you know growing ever since nice very nice you know i was I taking a look at the website and i was looking at some articles and some information and i just love you know just somehow you you have really just targeted the message Oh, you know, right speaking truth you. to power. So I enjoy some of these these comments that were coming out. Space for conversations that lead to justice for all. Mm. So some of these things it, it just really resonates well. And so it mm. was it was something that was obviously uh, past due time. Mm -hmm. So again, that Roach approach. Well, yeah, I mean it. Um, you know, when you look at media and you see the um, the you know the power it has to influence the way we dress, the way we speak often, you know, slang or, or what have you. A lot of the, our, a lot of our culture comes from, from media. And, um, and when we made our film, we, we were, you know, we wanted to utilize folks in the Bay Area to make the film. We wanted to really build a film community here. But we also wanted to tell stories that would really empower um, our communities. And um, so a film festival... You know, from Oakland, the, you know, Oakland has that kind of, when you leave Oakland, you realize it's like people say, Oakland, you from Oakland? It's like, wow, yeah, we live in, so they're like, oh, wow, so like Black Panther Party or, you know, UNIA, Marcus Garvey, and, you know, you see you, and, you know, we have a legacy of, of a certain amount of, of um, truth to power. And having a festival, we wanted to definitely um, continue that legacy, um, knowing that there's so many 
folks' shoulders that we stand on today who've sacrificed so much for us to have these opportunities. And so we wanted to promote a festival knowing that many of these stories would not be seen by mainstream. So that means that people are putting their everything in making the films knowing they're not really getting the support to make those films, Mm -hmm. telling those stories. And so we wanted to really put some effort into seeing how we could help amplify their voices. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I wonder, um, can you mention maybe a couple of highlights? Because you guys have been going for now about a couple of decades, almost a couple of decades now. Well, well, this would be our 17th. 17th year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But we, we, like I said, we were doing screenings and things prior to forming the film festival. Mm -hmm. Um, Any highlights that just come to mind just throughout the years? Just some things that just sort of stuck in your head a little bit? um, Well, well. Sam Greenlee, who wrote The Spook Who Sat By The Door, um, who's now an ancestor, um, attended our festival, and we showed that film like five years ago. And, um, and just to have him in the presence and to have an audience in the question and answer session, you know, hang out with him was really, um, you know, something that I'll never forget. Yeah, definitely. Know. And that's a film that's not easy to, to get at. The Spook Who Sat By The Door. Yes, yeah. it's, it's such a powerful film. Right. I mean, made in 1971. Mm-hmm. And, and it was probably the most guerrilla film probably ever made. I know it stayed in theaters for three weeks, I believe, before they pulled it, thinking it would create some kind of insurrection in the country. Um, but it's based on the first black FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a narrative piece. But it, it really was at a time where... Um, you have even um, uh, Mar- Melvin Van Peoples' film as well came mm-hmm. out around that same time. Right. Where the Black Panther Party were promoting different cities to show the film. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, um, so yeah, so that was that was very memorial. I mean, that was just something I'll never forget. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, we had a, a, our 15th year, so we had a special Roots celebration. Because okay. it was also 40 years ago that Roots came on our TVs. Oh, that's right. That's you right. Know? And so, like... What Lawrence, a powerful story that was. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, you know, who was in Roots. Yes. Mario Van Peoples, who's directing the new Roots. Uh, Louis Gossett Jr. And, you know, some of them oh, just Fiddler. being here. Oh, Fiddler. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, um, and his son, Sati, who had a, actually a short film, Sati Gossett, who actually... Um, made a really good short film. And so we showed that film and that was part of, I think, for Lewis Gossett to have his son making film right. and to be here. So we had a really good time together and it was really something that, um, you know, the community really came, be, you know, got behind and, and um, but every year it's something different like that because when you have filmmakers who are coming into town, sometimes you also have filmmakers who are from the town mm-hmm. who come up with a feature film. Right. You know, like um, like that year, uh, Sean Durant, uh, his film, mm-hmm. um, uh, what is it called? In Search of William Grimes. William Grimes was a wrote one of the first narratives uh, yes. as a slave. Right, right, right. And, um, and so he just won an award for that film in another film festival. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to hear like East Bay Sushi, uh, Anthony Lancuso, uh, uh, Mancuso, and, um, you know, his film East Bay Sushi has won some awards. He's an Oakland filmmaker. Um, so those are, when you see the filmmakers right. at the Grand Lake Theater or, mm-hmm. or, and there's a nice big house there and people supporting them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you see the grandmothers, yeah. you know, the aunties, you know, and just Sweet. like, you know, and the people Sweet. that just come out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even for the short films, because this is like the beginning. And because oftentimes, you know, our filmmakers aren't, 
you know, it's nobody's really like happy. Oh yeah, my son's going to be a filmmaker. They're like, well, he's probably going to be broke. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and so you don't really have the support when you go into the arts. Right. You know, so it's really courageous for some of the people that choose this as a, as a medium to tell their stories. Interesting. So interesting. Mm-hmm. We know with that, let's go take a little music break now. Okay. And then when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. David Roach of the Oakland International Film Festival. Right on. Hold on. Welcome back to Full Circle. I'm your host, Stevie G, and tonight is the discussion on the Oakland International Film Festival. I have in the studio with me Mr. David Roach, one of the co-founders, and uh, we're just going to kind of pick up where we left off with our conversation and then start to get into some of the uh, other creatives 
that are part of this project and, okay. this, and this effort. So, um, you know, you, you had mentioned the Grand Lake Theater. You mentioned something. What are some of the venues where the, where the films are going to be played? Where, where are you going to be? Okay, so we're going to open up at the Grand Lake Theater. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do two days at the Oakland Asian Cultural Center in Chinatown. And then we're doing two days at, at Holy Names University, as well as we're having a, one of the nights we're also having a hip-hop uh, film festival. And um, and then we're doing um, five days at the Regal, Jack London Regal Theater. All so right. those are the screening venues. But also we're also having a House of Shorts, which are day screenings mm-hmm. at uh, Lucas Taproom Lounge. Lucas. Yes. And then we're having uh, mixers. Stop by there once or twice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we're doing, um, and then we're having a, um, a meet and greet um, mm-hmm. at Grub. Resource Center, which is on 100 Grand Avenue over by Alamar, with Alamar, the re- restaurant. And so we'll have film talks there, like during the day as well. Okay. And so we'll, we'll have the details of the film talks up within this week. So we have folks right now we're coordinating who will be coming into town and who will be speaking about um, the different aspects of filmmaking. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. And so... With with that, um, and you just mentioned talking to the meet and greet and some yes. of the creators. We actually have one on the line with us right now, right. so we're going to yeah. bring in Mr. Jamel Luan. Yes, Jamel, are you on the line? Yes, yes, indeed. How you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Doing all right. Doing well. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Doing well. Good. Good. Okay. Good. Hey. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not hearing him as well. You're not hearing him as well. I hear him pretty good. You hear? Can you hear me, Jamel? Yes. Yeah, okay. You. Very good. I say both of you guys pretty pretty good. Okay. Very good. Okay. Okay. Well, let's just start off with just ground zero. How did you all connect? Where did that? Where did that? You know, where did these forces? You know, come into a, a space? Okay. Well, f- well, you know, Jamel's film Iron Grit. Mm-hmm. was was submitted to our film festival and we selected the film and um and so we're and we're excited to you know promote the film um Jamel why don't you talk about the film um Iron Grit um and I would just say it's a very important uh, blueprint and I'll let him go on from that Okay yeah definitely uh Iron Grit is a story based in uh, 1979 Birmingham Alabama a uh, decade after the civil rights movement and Martin Luther King and the children's marches and everything. And uh, it just continues the story of Birmingham uh, uh, going leading up to the first black mayor being elected. Um, basically, the documentary touches on uh, Richard Arrington taking on affirmative action and police brutality at the city councilman. And uh, it kind of hit ahead when another uh, African-American individual got shot by a white police officer in Birmingham. And the citizens of Birmingham said no more, basically. And... Uh, they wanted something done. They wanted the officer fired. And the, the, white, the white mayor sitting at that time didn't want to do anything about the officer, kind of like what we see today in police brutality cases. Mm-hmm. And um, Richard Arrington uh, decided that he's going to run for mayor. Uh, he took the bold step of running for mayor in what was once called the most racist city in the United States. And uh, a long shot could win it all. You know, he, he, he barely won um, in the runoff against a conservative white opponent. Uh, and became the first black mayor of Birmingham, and he was served for 20 years from 79 to 1999. But the documentary doesn't get into his full tenure as mayor. It just touches on him being elected and the reforms he made to the police um, system that was really racist at the time in Birmingham. 
Interesting. Interesting. Can you, uh, Jamel, could you maybe take a step back in, in yourself? You know, how did you uh, decide that this was, you know, a space where you wanted to, to, to put your energy? Uh, what inspired you? And then I, I want to make sure that we're giving our audience an opportunity that if they have a dream to follow it as well. So how did you decide to reach out in, in, in terms of your submission? What was it like to, to, to go through that process? Um, well, I start from the beginning. Um, usually when you do a film like uh, or any kind of film, you, you get funding or you get investors or you get people that kind of come behind you to get the film going. But with this being my first feature film, I had to start everything from the ground and I had to do it myself. So I basically funded this with my own money and I just went on my own. Um, one thing led to another, got the interviewees and got the story together um, until it became something bigger. And uh, as I've been working on it for three and a half years. It took me three and a half years to, from start to finish between shooting and then post-production. Documenting post-production is very long, the editing and um, all the audio. And so that took about a couple, at least two and a half years alone, just the uh, post-production. And so once that was over, we started submitting it to festivals. And one of the festivals I submitted to was the Oakland International Film Festival. And the reason why I did that is because Oakland... Not only because I have family up there, but Oakland has uh, traditionally been a hotbed for social justice. Uh, the Black Panthers started there. You know, you have the uh, Berkeley up there. And so uh, I felt like the film was fitting, uh, touching on social justice issues to screen in Oakland. And so uh, I submitted it through this website of filmmakers have called Film Freeway. And that's how uh, I got to meet Dr. Roach after he accepted the film into his festival, into the Oakland International Film Festival. Mm, interesting. Film Freeway. Can uh, one of you two talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, there are various platforms where uh, filmmakers use mm -hmm. that festivals use. Okay. And so we're sort of like a, a like if you're going on Facebook, right. you know, similar, but the films are there, the synopsis are there, the credits. So mm -hmm. you have everything kind of in one place where now the, the, the judges can actually view the films. And um, so it's kind of like a platform for independent filmmakers. And so there's like Without a Box is another one that's been out for a very long time. Out of box, okay. But then they were bought out by I think Amazon, and so a lot of right, a lot right. of so a lot of independent filmmakers are like we don't want to really use Amazon, you know they already know everything else, <laughs> so so we rather we 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 want to use something that was newer, you know. So Phil Freeway, it seems like they're more independent, you know, not like the big machine kind of thing, but they're growing very fast too. Right. But uh, yeah. Excellent. Let me ask you a question, because there's something about these governing bodies. I've always just been mm -hmm. curious um, it, where obviously they're there, they exist. But are they stifling? And obviously with the with the fact that you have the independent film festival, I would think that they probably do at a certain level stifle some some creative um, pathways and avenues. How do you combat that? What is the way in which you whether it's the uh, the MPAA or what have you, how do you uh, sort of work? Um, knowing that it's there, how do you work as efficiently as possible to, to still get your product out? Well, um, I would say that our product is, I mean, we have films that are pretty big. We have a, we, we have a vision of the kind of films we really want to promote. Mm -hmm. And we do, we have films that have attained a certain level and, but they don't necessarily have not fit what we're trying to do. Right. Um, 
but so when you have a film like Iron Grit, then it it makes it a lot easier for mm-hmm. us to say that we have what we you know what we want to to really promote. And so I don't know, but maybe that question could go to uh, to Jamel as well, as because I'm pretty sure he has to go yeah. through the process of being sort of validated, and he's looking for dis- distribution. I know the film just won an award um, in another film festival. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's only been accepted into Sidewalk Film Festival in Birmingham, uh, which is based where the film is based out of in Oakland. And uh, so the only film festival has been is it, it had gotten the award, uh, the best black lens film. The audience chose that award based on audience feedback. And um, so, yeah, right now, seeking distribution helps, you know, film festival helps get it out there. Awards help. Um, a lot of education, educational distributors are interested in the film quite naturally because um, it'll be great for like colleges, universities. Um, in high schools even. Um, believe it or not, they didn't teach this story growing up in Alabama history in high school in Alabama, and a lot of educators there are already wanting to put this in the school system there. So uh, a lot of education distribution interests. Um, there's different distribution platforms, but educational distribution is probably what I've been drawing the most interest from so far. Interesting. Nice, nice. Could you uh, both, again, maybe comment something else about, because I'm trying to again, make sure that people get a chance to maybe be inspired by what they're hearing and how they might go about that process. So, you know, Jamel, you know, what is, you know, what was your, maybe your educational background in this, in, in this, in, in this process? And of course, what did you encounter? You know, what might have you needed to work on or that you felt you needed to work on? Um, and maybe where you were, felt that you had enough to, you know, push on, on, on that level, but whether it's script writing, whether it's, um, you know, cinematography with the filming piece of it and the directing. I'm not sure. Even right. the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say that uh, my background, I have a master's degree in film and media production. So that background, with that education helped out. I also, when I was a, a child, I was a child actor. So I'm, I was already familiar with being on an actual film <laughs> okay. set. And when I was in film school, I directed over like 10, 10 films in one year in my master's program. So that gave me a lot of experience and a lot of confidence to move forward with the a monumental film like Iron Grit. Now, Jamal, you said... Um, I would say, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because you said something earlier, uh, too, about about th- choosing this particular topic and how someone shared with you that you want to pick something that's really dear to you. Right, right. You want to you pick something that's like uh, uh, familiar to you. He gave, also gave the example of Martin Scorsese, the d- director. Um, he was saying that when he tried to do sci-fi films and comedy, he didn't really do that well. But once he started doing films based on where he was from, um, New York, Urban Gritty, that's when his career kind of took off. And so he was just trying to inspire us to, you know, choose a, a story that uh, hits home to you, something that you're familiar with, something that, because uh, like that's got cause the passion that you have for your hometown, where you, you know, you're most likely going to have more passion and finish a project if, you, if you're familiar with it. So that was like his whole thing. And it was so true because there were moments where I felt like I wanted to quit and give up because I was I felt such a familiarity to the characters in the story because um, even when we did the premiere screening, it's like found out that, you know, even though you didn't know a lot of people directly, they know someone that you know, especially in small mm-hmm. cities like Birmingham. So like that kind of kept me going was that familiarity factor and choosing something that was close to home. Um, my first 13 years of my life, Richard Arrington was the mayor. So it was... Um, I think it's definitely good advice, especially starting out. You know, it's to, it's to choose something, choose something that you uh, kind of like Ryan Coogler. What was his first feature film? Right, Fruitvale in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Kids exactly. from Oakland. And he's right. from there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, usually that's 
that's pretty good advice to go by is to just choose something that you're familiar with and just start there and just take off from there. And like, you know, they say you have to stick with Oakland Jones your whole life. You're from Oakland. But it's just a good way to start out. Interesting. Interesting. You know, I think um, uh, Melvin Van Peoples, when he was talking to uh, uh, Mario, and I think one of the things that's always just stayed with me, and he said, you know, a lot of teach you, uh, a lot of, a lot of fathers might teach you how to play ball, but I'm going to teach you how to own the team. Mm. And so mm-hmm. I just thought that was always something that just sort of stuck in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what I see here with the Oakland International Film Festival laying out a platform, mm-hmm. creating the opportunity so that creators, these innovators like Jamel, have this platform, this opportunity to kind of grow right on. and continue and produce. Right. And, 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 uh, well, we're excited. He's coming into town. And uh, Iron, Iron Grit actually screens on uh, the 24th at Jack London right. Eagle Theater. And, um, and we're going to have, uh, we're looking forward to interviewing him when he gets in town as part of one of the film talks. And so we're hoping people can, you know, welcome him into Oakland and pick up some of the, um, some of his overstanding of the film industry. Excellent, excellent. You know? well, when do you get in town, Jamel? Um, I'll probably come that 23rd, I'm guessing. Uh, I haven't really totally planned out my trip yet, but I know for sure that I'll be there for the screening. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jamel. This has been fantastic. This is a great, uh, great action, a great opportunity to uh, get a little bit behind uh, and see uh, behind the screen and see sort of what happens and how this all gets put together. Right wow. You have any uh, other thoughts? Any last thoughts, Jamel? Uh, I, I would I would say everybody uh, be motivated to come out and see the film on Tuesday, Tuesday night at the Jack Regal Theater. Uh, Tuesday night at the Jack Regal Theater Jack in Oakland. Regal Jack Theater. Lennon Regal Theater in Oakland. Sure. Yeah, ticket giveaways yeah. would be good. Ticket giveaways? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, we have let's, we have two tickets coming up. We just let's let's yeah. Let's give out a couple of tickets to um I don't know how you want to do it. How you wanna do it? Um but I wanna yeah. I'll tell you what, uh uh Jamel. We'll figure that out. We wanna figure it out? No. What's the your 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 birthday? What is it? Just the date. Excuse me? January January 7th. January 7th. So the seventh caller. Okay. The seventh caller. Right on. The seventh caller. The seventh caller. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the seventh caller is what we'll do. And that number is 510-848-4425. So we have a couple of tickets. 510-848-4425. Four four two five, and the seventh caller, seventh caller, will be heading to the Oakland International Film Festival for the September twenty fourth screening of Iron Grit. All right, and the filmmaker Jamel Lewan will be present for that screening. All right, yes. all right, okay. Thank you, Jamel. We're going to all right, um, you, right on, brother. You you stay strong out there. We're looking forward to seeing you. Okay. All right, thank you for having me on the show again. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, Jamel. Take care. Mm-hmm. All right.
Let's catch up a little bit with with us musically here with the soundtrack here. So the first one you heard was Roy Ayers, and he played Coffee. Mm-hmm. And that's that great film with Pam Greer in it. Uh, we have another uh, uh, gentleman, his name is Jack Ashcroft, and he wrote a, or he was uh, wrote and produced this album, the soundtrack. Uh, and the title theme song is called Blackjack mm-hmm. from the movie Blackjack. Uh, so that was something, and Jack was uh, one of the... Uh, 
uh, Funk Brothers. Okay. Okay, from the Motown days, oh, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Funk Brothers. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And hey, we want to give a shout out to Sherry. 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 For being our number seven caller. Number seven. And uh, winning two tickets, Iron Grit. Uh, to Iron Grit. To okay. Iron Tuesday. Grit. Yeah, Tuesday screening. Tuesday screening to mm-hmm. Iron Grit. Mm-hmm. Sherry, that's you. Waiting on you. Right on. Waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let's keep it rolling. Uh, let's get into another creator, uh, Mr. Benny Mitchell Third. I think, is on the line. Hello, Mr. Mitchell. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? Doing just fine, doing just fine. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Excellent, excellent. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to Full Circle, 94.1 KPFA. Glad to have you on. Thank you for having me, sir. All right, all right. Well, let's get right into it. Tell us about your uh, film and tell us sort of the the, the inspiration, sort of the, the beginnings of this. How did this sort of begin as a thought in your mind and... Now it's a reality. Uh, well, I've been working on the project for quite some time. Uh, a lot of the time that I was working on the project, I didn't know I was doing it. Mm-hmm. So I've been shooting since I was 12 years old. And some of the stuff in the film reflects that. And all throughout my college career, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design for film and sound design. Nice. And uh, I continued to shoot the subject of, you know, my father was always a project of mine. Uh, So over the years through making records, uh, uh, shooting videos, uh, informational videos and music videos, uh, he was always the first subject for me and testing anything I did from making records to, you know, doing the video. So, he was my first project and my go-to guy. And uh, I built up a catalog. And the next thing you know, I wanted to preserve the history that, that he already had laid before. And the next thing you know, I got a project that took me 11 years to make. 11 years, wow. Yes, sir. So it's 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 been a, a very long journey, and I'm uh, excited to share it with the the first, the very first film festival to accept my film, which was Oakland International Film Festival. So I'm excited to come to Oakland and, and uh, display my film and, and share it with uh, with Oakland. Nice. Yes, brother Benny. Can you share yes, with? Can you share with the listeners? Uh, your father, what his, why him? I mean, besides your father, what? How would the community define him? How would the community define him? Well, yes. he was a, he was a, uh, definitely a civil rights leader, activist, and uh, he did have a a sense of business, and he wanted his people to get into business, minority businesses. Um, and the name of this film now again, this is It Is Well? Yes. It is, is Well. Yes, sir. Well. Yes, sir. Um, so they would define him as definitely a, a leader, a civic leader. And um, like it said in the film, you know, he, he co-signed almost every, anybody's 
uh, uh, plight with uh, when it came to justice. So his work uh, in the community has definitely uh, been impactful here in Savannah, Georgia, and not just Savannah, Georgia, but throughout Georgia, and also uh, a national project of starting the Martin Luther King Observance Day in Savannah, Georgia, before it became a national holiday in 1986. So what they did, uh, they emulated what was already happening in Savannah, Georgia, for the Martin Luther King Day holiday. Right on. Wow. You know, this film is a... um, um, I mean, just for you saying you shot, you starting to shoot at the age of 12 and documenting your father and then taking 11 years to um, pull this together. Um, you captured some moments that really um, I felt were like a blueprint um, for even the, our churches today um, when it comes to the young folks especially. Uh, he had such a charisma to recruit um, like there was a purpose that you saw in the church that youth played. Um, and I think oftentimes we push them to the side and feel like, well, you gotta, you know, you gotta get older before you start having some responsibility or even activities that might be, you know, fun. Um, but he seemed like they were, they were so involved in the, in the church and in the community and were very aware of the importance, um, that they had on building the community. Can you, can you speak to that? Yeah, sure. Um, you are absolutely right. Uh, starting that choir, there were, uh, uh, usher board as well. So every second Sunday of the month, they, the children were responsible for service. So that gave them responsibility of, you know, singing and showcasing their talents and also being in uniform when it came down to uh, handling duties like the ushers would. So we would go out into the public, go to school, knowing these responsibilities because we are to act a certain way, uphold our church a certain way. It was almost like a badge of honor to go through the city and say, yeah, I went to this church because, uh, because of the leadership, um, anything that went wrong in the city, they would flock to that church because they knew that Reverend Mitchell would stand out and stick his neck out for, uh, the injustice that was happening. So, uh, growing up with that type of leadership, it also gave us confidence to go throughout the world in our own unique way. And, dis- and display our talents <clears throat> and also uh, not to forget who we are when we do so. Right on. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to uh, come to Oakland and share uh, this uh, time and history in Savannah, Georgia. And I do agree that it is a blueprint to a degree. <clears throat> Um, that we could definitely learn some things to propel what we need to do in the future as far as like, uh, you know, being a, a descendant of an African in this country. So um, I do agree with you. It is a blueprint and it, it can really start right now. 
when it comes to voting and organizing ourselves uh, with the votes and also our community um, to be on one page. Let's agree on one thing we can do well and, and build on that foundation. Yeah, he was so he was really keeping things. I mean, the accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recall the the meeting he held with the mayor in the mayor's office, and then I guess they were going to announce it at a meeting, and then the mayor said something, and then he spoke later and said, "That's not what we talked about." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, I think it was a naming of one of the streets, like where it was going to be. Uh, something like that, but it was, um, but but someone I think who really, you know, you have some people I think who who are reverends who would tell you all about the Bible, and, you know, but I think that in his part it was more about the community, and then here's a reference of the Bible to support that action, right. you know, and I think that that was, um, but by demonstration of the young folks, it was mm-hmm. really a communal uh, movement um, that kept Savannah, Georgia. Um, you know, kept the community really strong, and and we're and we're excited that it's in our festival, and and we're hoping that it spreads to other festivals. And one thing that's really beautiful is that with the internet, you know, there are other countries that are seeing you know these works. And I wish you the best, and looking forward to you coming out. Um, that film also was show on the twenty fourth um, at Jack Lennon Regal Theater, and we're showing it with two short films, Tent City. Uh, which is an Oakland film, and we're showing it with Tent City with Adimu, um, and you know, there's a number of filmmakers that are that have come together to to really tell this story of um, of the displacement of, of folks on the streets here and in Oakland. Right. And um, and so there's a connection there with with this film. It is well as um, and we're hoping that we can have that conversation. So we're excited, uh, Brother Benny, that you'll be joining us. For the festival, and um, so Steve, yeah, you some Stevie G. I like you said you got the he has a radio. I know Steve from a long time. I ago, know, huh? But he got a radio name now. So <laughs> Just now change I'm, it to a radio name, bro. Stevie G from now on, right? <laughs> Stevie G, man, you know. And um, and you guys have a mutual friend because, as I mentioned, Benny did it was you know the music in the background and Stevie and so I was Charles's roommate freshman year and Stevie was his roommate his junior, junior year. year. That's right. That's right. That's wow. right. Charles Ferrar, that's right. Yeah. So we Charles Shout might be Charles Ferrar. Charles, chill out. Charles might be tuning in out of, I think he's in New York. And and Benny, yeah. thank you for coming on because I know you were in the night about eleven o'clock your time there, right? So I, but yeah, it's, just about but it's Friday night, so you're probably just getting out, you know, putting on your you know, your fancy kicks and who knows? But, uh, well, any well, parting you know, thoughts? Got... Yes. I'm sorry. Benny, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Benny. Any, any, you know, uh, any parting thoughts? Like, one of the things that struck me, what you said, you said 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, you know, was there like a moment where you said, it's got to be bigger than this? And then it sort of grew from there. And again, another moment where you said, you know what? I need to add more to what's going on. Because 11 years does sound like you, you, you sort of started one place and ended up in another. Well, you know, it's it's within that 11-year time, uh, I had so much B-roll footage that I wanted to preserve. So uh, I had a mountain, uh, mm. a wall of VHS tapes. So I, I had a studio in Savannah, Georgia called Brim Audio, and I made that the hub of it. So I would take these VHS tapes that I found that my mom stored at the back of a closet in the wow. garage. Wow. 
And uh, I took him down to my studio and I made a, uh, a digi station to um, capture all of the VHS tapes. Mm. And it took me a year and a half to d just do a, the little bit that's in the film. So mm. I have more tapes that I need to digitize. And um, that's where it started. It started to just preserve that. My father was still alive at that time. And I was reading a book called The Secret by Rhonda Vine, and she talks about inspired action. Mm. Inspired so, action. Mm -hmm. Inspired action. So we do, we think of a lot of things, and we may say what we want to do, but we never really do it. Mm -hmm. So if you just step out there and actually take that first step on uh, taking action of something that you want to do, literally, seriously, and it just snowballed into, uh, after a year and a half, I got the digitizing, I started shooting. And my first um, interview, my first wave of interviews, my dad was in it. And that was uh, November 17th, 2010. And I got those wave, first wave of interviews through Inspired Action because February 1st, 2011, he passed away. So if I didn't step out onto the actions that I uh, that I was thinking, I wouldn't have gotten the interview, his very last interview that he ever did, and it was with his son. Wow. Yeah. Blessing. Mm. Blessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, right Benny, want to thank you again. This was, this is amazing. And uh, the movie, It Is Well. Yes, yes sir. Okay, and now David, again, Google, when is that? Could, when is that going to play in the film festival? It's going to play on the 24th of September, uh, Tuesday, at Jack Lennon Regal Theater at 6 o'clock p.m. Great, and I'm sorry, uh, Ben, you were about to say something? Yeah, about you, you can uh, Google It Is Well, the name of the film, Benny Mitchell, all of the trailers, uh, uh, TV interviews, Anything that'll come up about the film will will be there. It is well, Benny Mitchell, B E N N I E Mitchell. All right, all right. We want to thank you again. Thank you so much for uh, gracing us with your presence here and calling in and talking about the movie. It is well. Uh, we actually want to do another ticket giveaway. Yes. Uh, Benny, when's your birthday? Eight twenty-two. Eight twenty-two. Okay. 22, hmm, I 20, guess, 22. The, the, he said do the eight part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll take eight. <laughs> so we're going to take caller number eight. Okay. And the phone number is 510-848-4425. That's 510-848-4425. And this is for a ticket giveaway for the movie It Is Well. Thank you, Brother Benny, man, and we'll be in contact, okay? Thank you, sir. All right, brother, peace. Take All right Benny, take care. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, peace. Right, so we got another song,
Full Circle, KPFA 94.1 FM. We were just listening to Childish Gambino with Redbone. Uh, no, not necessarily any association with any particular soundtrack or film. Just felt okay. like it was the mood music at the moment sure. that was going to fit as we rolled out of here. So, uh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Well, again, in the studio, I have with me, again, I'm Stevie G, I'm your host, but in the studio, I have with me Mr. David Roach of the Oakland International Film Festival, one of the co-founders. And this has just been an amazing, interesting ride we've had this past yes, hour, brother. appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the partnerships that you had? You know, what, what, how, what, how has this worked and how did you fit this into the city? How did that work? Oh, um, they've, you know, wouldn't be possible without um, the people who've been supporting the festival. Uh, Myron Potier, who's a Oakland graphic designer, known each other for years. Uh, Randolph Bell, uh, you know, creative. Um, we have um, new partnerships with the Oakland Asian Cultural Center to host the screenings there. Nice. Uh, with, um, you know, he without him in the film. Uh, Alternative Facts, um, which is uh, Executive Code 9066, which is a film about the Japanese internment camps mm. and how that was, a, a, you know, misinformation that the government did. Hip Hop TV that we're doing this year, partnering in uh, to host the, uh, the hip hop music uh, video thing as well. Um, always the San Francisco Black Film Festival is kind of like our neighbor next door. And so we do right. cross promotion and, and partnership. Um, yeah, we had them on a little bit ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and by Hits Media, 
Pharrell Wines, um, Civil Civil uh, Civility Zone, um, and Black Report Radio. You know, with Brother Jr. has always been very you know been pushing the word. Um, and Grub Hub, because we've been using Grub, uh, we have a space there they've allowed us to use, as, which is our, our main lounge area. So it's going to be where our meet and greets are held, our, our uh, talks are uh, going to be held, our film talks. Um, and as I mentioned, Lucas Lounge, which is, right. you know, that where that place yes, is. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and so that's, I know that's So <laughs> pretty much, you know, it's been about, um, you know, this is bigger than me. It's, it's bigger than, than the festival because it's really about Oakland. And it's about how we all come together and to support the film community, the creative folks, the writers, the directors, the actors, you know, and uh, the people behind the scenes. And so we're excited and I think they're excited. And, um, and you know, all this is on our website, oiff.org. All right. And what's that website again? O as in Oakland, I as in international, F as in film, F as in festival.org. Okay. All right. And with that, with that, it's time for us to get out of here. This is Full Circle 94.1 FM. I'm your host, Stevie G. Again, thank you so much, uh, Mr. David Roach. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Amen. This has been amazing, man. So uh, you keep it going. Keep it strong. Keep it Oakland. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. Peace.